Evening, folks. Well, who the fuck knows what time you're listening to? We got a hot American issue tonight. Uh, actually, our research man, Andy, picked this one. We talked about it over a week ago. And then I don't know how these things have a way of happening, but you come up with a topic, and then the fucking world we live in finds a way to match itself to what you're doing. Because we're talking about Dr. Kermit Gosnell. That's a name that a lot of people don't know because uh, his crimes were kind of swept under the fucking rug. Yeah. Like the terrible shit that he did because of the political climate that it was attached to. He was an abortion doctor. Let's say that up front. That's yeah. important to know what I'm about to say. He was an abortion doctor who did heinous shit. We'll try to get to the bottom of why he did what he did, who he is, shit we normally do, you know? Yeah. But this week... I saw after Andy hit me with this topic that uh, I think Georgia passed some weird thing where it was uh, you, you can't have an abortion more than six weeks after a pregnancy is conceived. Yeah. Which is like, uh, I don't think anybody knows that they're pregnant unless they're trying to get pregnant that quick. I know. I think there's several states involved in that. Uh, well, I, there's I saw that one, but then the, there's yeah. Alabama, which I think they made it like, no go. Like the, all yeah, the with Alabama is the one I believe that I read about earlier, where eleven year old girl was raped and and she's pregnant, and they will not allow her to abort the baby. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, man, uh, you know what I like to get political on the shit, and I definitely don't. So, unfortunately, you're not going to get like hot takes on that. I'm just not smart enough to know. Yeah. The only thing I can say with a like clear conscious about abortion and and uh it's like it just it seems absurd that you would get it to where if so if a rape happens dude no matter who you are like that if it leads to pregnancy it's like how could you force someone to have that and what's so crazy is i read that there's a comment section on the lady was like just put it up for adoption it's like okay so yeah carry a child that's not yours for nine months so then you in your 11 yeah. So you can't make that decision anyways. Jesus Christ, and then the other thing is, like, you can't just go give it up for adoption. I mean, like, you can, but I, I, I as you all know, I work in that system of adoption and, and doing all that stuff. Yeah. So so that kid's going to figure out at some point in time that the mom was raped yeah, and that the dad's a piece of shit and that the entire life, the reason why it was given up is because, like, the mom didn't want to live with the fact that she was raped and have to look at that kid and know that fact, and then give life to something that reminds her of that, which is, I mean, you know, it could be a great kid, whatever, but they, the kid is going to have to grow up in that environment of where, for one, the fucking state and the legislation is fucked up in foster care as it is. Right. People get beat up, raped. They go to foster homes. People molest them. The other kids are fucking out to get everything they can because they're out for themselves because they're in survival mode. Why would you want any living thing to have to deal with that shit? Yeah, so, it seems to me like it's something that uh, shouldn't be fucking politicized at all. Like, no, it, it's man. a tough fucking decision to make. It sucks for everyone involved. Yeah. It's a shit fucking part of life. But, like, I got no answers, so I'm not even going to try to get I into mean, it. the real answer uh, is money, man. That's I really think Just to make yeah, my yeah, conscience yeah, yeah. clear up top, I'm going to say, like, I probably got the worst news I've ever got in my fucking life today. I'm not going to, like, expound on it, but, you know. Just, uh, I feel, like, pretty confident I could do a good job on this, but, you know, if it sucks, <laughs> that's why. Oh, yeah, we got it. Uh, so, yeah, just, like, I'm sure my 
personal bullshit always comes out, but uh, just barely hanging on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, Dr. Kermit Gosnell, uh, interesting case besides the crimes, besides the gore and the horror of what he ended up doing. Uh, he was an African-American kid. He was born February 9th, 1941, Philadelphia, West Philadelphia. That's my birthday, man. Born and raised. That's what you're, That's weird, man. Maybe you guys got the same fucking touch in you. Yeah, man. Not around no one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was his parents' only child. Father was a gas station operator. Mother was a government clerk. He graduated high school in 1959. And after that, went on to pursue a bachelor's degree from Dickinson College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Then he went to get his medical degree at Jefferson Medical School. In Philadelphia in 1966. Now, I can't, I'm bad with dates and shit, but I feel like that's for like being an African American 1966, that's like a pretty big fucking deal. I'm yeah. sure it's like at least first generation college graduate at that point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that time period of the segre- segregation, all the laws involving that, that time period, you know, it's probably a really big deal, you know? Yeah, that's like. The most peculiar thing with this case for me and what will come up as we go along is that, like, what he what he did could have just been, like, terrible forms of neglect and just, like, bad doctor practicing and maybe he's not a fucking... I mean, that that makes him a monster of itself, but for a different reason. Like, like because some of the shit that he went through and then ended up doing... It seemed like pretty good-hearted, and a lot of people around him at the time were willing to look past, like, terrible medical practices because he would do good stuff for the community, which, I mean, once he got out of medical school in 1966, uh, I mean, he spent more than 40 years practicing medicine, and he did it a lot for drug addicts in West Philadelphia. Uh, And he was, like, one of the leading proponents from a medical perspective of abortion rights. In 1972, he opened his own abortion clinic in the, the Mantua neighborhood of West Philadelphia. Like The Philadelphia Inquirer noted in October 1972 that he said, as a physician, he's very concerned about the sanctity of life, but it is for this precise reason that I provide abortions for women who want and need them. And the article, instead of slandering him and going against an African-American man who was doing this radical practice in the 70s. They said that he was a respected man in his community. He was a finalist for the Junior Chamber of Commerce's Young Philadelphian of the Year because of his work directing a halfway house as well as his own abortion clinic. And, uh, you know, when I'm saying that he was doing medical treatment mostly on drug addicts, everyone around him revered him for that simply because he didn't even ask for payment. Like, he, he told everyone that he worked with, payment comes when it comes. Yeah. Like, we make enough money to get by on. We owe it to these people. So if they can pay, great. If not, it's okay. Which, you got to think, now, today, I feel like that, I'm sure that that happens a lot. I know it's extremely rare. Yeah. But I feel like the, like, socio-political climate as it becomes more and more open with access to the internet and people's like more liberal, I guess you would call it line of thought. Yeah. It's like a more common thing, but in the fucking 1970s, this shit's unheard of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one's going to be 
practicing medicine for free, which just raises the other side of my question is that what if this is like the most sinister person of all and all that was like a calculated blanket to hide a bunch of crazy shit under? He's getting his payment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because well, like what better way to build a shield for yourself? Uh, 1972, he performed 15 televised second trimester abortions. Televised. Damn. Which I'm, you know, it didn't go out to like the community. It was like broadcast to medical professionals so they could like see it live, see what went wrong and what went right. I mean, televised, but not like on Channel 3 or something. Not like a Dr. Pimple Popper, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's no fucking YouTube or anything then, and obviously it's not coming on like Fox. Uh, he, He was using this experimental technique called a super coil, and it was invented by Harvey Carman who was considered a pioneer in abortion techniques, but also not super successful. And then what happened is the super sharp plastic coils, they're made of 40 centimeter long, 4.6 millimeter wide lengths of plastic coiled into two centimeter balls. You would insert several coils and balsa wood tents would be placed into the cervical canal. The coils are left in for 12 to 24 hours where the contents will be voided from the irritation of the coils expanding and cutting. And then the rest would be, whatever was left over, he would go in and remove via forceps. That sounds like Ikea furniture directions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it did, if it's, if it did sound like kind of jumbly, I guess the easiest way to explain that is that they basically took corkscrews made out of plastic and inserted them inside of uh, like a uterus where the baby is, right? And then because they did that, that ended all life that was in there and then also made, like, such a, like, you know how your body is. If something that's not supposed to be there is there, it does everything it can to fight it away. Yeah, it tries to reject it. So by rejecting that that was happening, it also rejected the pregnancy along with it, right? And then anything that that didn't come out of the body, he would have to go in while she was still dilated open, I assume, with forceps and pull the rest of it out. Problem with it is complications from the procedure out of 15 women, nine of the women had serious complications. Three near life-threatening. Shit. And then when the medical community really started to look into it, who he had for nurses there actually had no training. Ugh. Like a dental assistant? Basically. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, Gosnell was on his third marriage, including his current wife, Pearl, while this was going on. Pearl worked at the Women's Medical Society as a full-time assistant from 1982 until they got married in 1990. They had two children together. The youngest one is a minor. And uh, as when the arrest happened, it was been taken care of by family friends. Uh, Gosnell had four other kids from previous marriages, and uh, whenever the media would bring up Gosmel, they would go on and on about what a family man he was. And then, obviously, like, the progressive things he was doing in the community for poor people. And then, basically, he ended up running an abortion mill. And, uh, like, there was no late-term procedures when he was doing it. When I hear, the, when I hear you say Gosmel, I think about the fucking Smurfs. Gargamel? Gargamel, yeah. 
I thought, I thought you know, no, no, Gargamel's different than Gozamel, so that's yeah, that's yeah, that's like a different uh, way to have to talk yourself back through. Yeah, the man, it's <laughs> Gargamel and Cozumel mixed together. Like, uh, Cozumel, that's like a nice vacation town. Yeah, yeah sounds like he's giving out vacations, all right. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Uh, well, I mean, and as far as like medical practice ended up, and he did like. We'll go through, like, all the legal complaints that came up, and it's going to be one of those scenarios where there was so many signs of shit being wrong. Yeah. You had to just sit back and wonder, like, how the fuck? And I, when I see shit like this, not not only do I wonder, like, how the fuck did this go on, but I look at, got to assume that there's still all types of insane shit going on all the time that you just don't know about. Because think about any job you've ever had, like, how much illegal shit. When I say illegal, like like OSHA violations or like yeah, doing oh. shit, like if you work in a restaurant, you're in the kitchen and someone uses bleach, for example, that's illegal because yeah. it's like, you know, the chemicals can mix together and kill somebody or it, it, like you're only supposed to have food safe chemicals, just shit like that. Yeah. That business owners will often do to like cut corners and then it just becomes a routine habit and no one even notices it anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just going to be like a case study of how, how much people can overlook. Yeah. To be comfortable and shit. 2011, he was reported to be well-known in Philadelphia for providing abortion to poor, minority, and immigrant women. He only charged 1600 to 3000 for each late-term abortion, but he had that same attitude of if they can't pay, it still needs to be done. They'll pay when they can. Yeah. He was also associated with clinics in Delaware and Louisiana through his hub at the Atlantic Women's Services in Wilmington, Delaware, where he would work once a week, which is a free medical service. Uh, the owner of women, Atlantic Women's Medical Services, Leroy Brinkley, also owned Delta Clinic of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and fil- facilitated the hiring of staff from there for Gosnell's operation in Philadelphia. So, you know, that's our clearly a red flag when you're bringing in people from Louisiana to work at your office in Philadelphia. Yeah. They, you need them to, like, come there for an opportunity. There's a reason why I call them Louisiana leftovers. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they find out exactly why you said that, it's going to get, it's going to hit them hard. So. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it, like, it took a while for him to, complaints to mount against him because like i said he's he went into practice early 80s 1989 and 1993 are his first health code violations he was cited by the pennsylvania department for having no nurses in the recovery room so he would do his procedure and then leave the patients alone where like if you think about a hospital now if you went into surgery it's like you would be alone but you'd be monitored full-time. There's that nurse's station where yeah. they can see everything going on with you. They come back to check on you periodically, make sure everything's all right, check your temperature, bring you water. You're not alone, even though if you're alone in the room. When I say alone, I mean, like, there was nobody monitoring what was going on with him. So easily someone could have had complications. Because, like, part of the thing is he considered this to be such a minor procedure. Yeah. And in a way, compared to a lot of things, it is. But you're still opening body parts yeah so the risk of infection always there uh anything could fucking go wrong and you don't you don't have like you're a doctor sure but you don't have any other professionals around you that can notice the signs of anything and, and not even your subpar staff checking on people and still of course remained open after that it wasn't even checked on again until 1986 when he was censored and fined in philadelphia and new york for employing unlicensed personnel 
then a pediatrician, Dr. Schwartz, formed the Heat of Adolescent Service, Heart of Adolescent Services at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and Philadelphia's health commissioner. He testified in the big 2010 hearing that it, around 1996 or 1997, he hand-delivered a complaint about Gosnell's clinic to the Secretary of Health's office and stopped referring patients to his clinic, but he got no response back from the office. So basically, like when he goes to his actual trial to face it, it's worth noting that a legitimate doctor said, like, hey, I'm not going to work with you anymore. Any other legitimate business practice would have freaked out because if you're getting referrals from a giant, basically public hospital, yeah, I mean, not only are they eating up your money, but they're fucking shitting on your reputation. Yeah, all of which, at the end of the day, are going to take food out of your kids' mouths. Yeah, so you, you're like basically charged with responding to that, try yeah. to find out why. But nothing, which he found incredibly odd. So that perked his ears up and got him trying to get people to look into it, but was met with, you know, him hawing from everyone around. 2000, there was a civil lawsuit filed for the children of Samika Shaw. They had called the clinic a day after her abortion to report that she had heavy bleeding. The office would not make an appointment to see her, told them everything looked normal. Uh, you know, they didn't take her to the emergency room or anything, but because of what the doctor said, they were on him, on his word, and trusted what he said, that the bleeding was normal, that everything should be fine. She ended up dying three days later of a perforated uterus and bloodstream infection. Like I said, you're opening holes on the body. Like, every doctor should know, because I'm a fucking idiot, and I know, the risk of an infection is more likely than not, yeah. unless you're like in the most sterile environment. I mean, hell, then even if you gotta get some pool chemicals or something, just fucking <laughs> oh, fix it. Yeah, cram it up there, I guess, dude. Ooh, dude. boy, you know those old like knows what type of home remedy they were know, fucking trying. You know those old weird ass like chlorine buoys that just float around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Hey, do you remember we went to our friend's parents' pool one time and we were having like a pool party, and I think he got mad about it. And I remember this shit recently because our friend Mark said something about it. But he was like, oh, man, the pool's all messed up. I got to put some new chemicals in it. And everyone was, like, in the pool. Yeah. And he put chemicals in it. And we all got, like, fucking shitty chemical burn. Like, everyone's skin started burning and our eyes started burning and shit. I don't remember, man. Yeah. You may have not even been there. I could I be probably was there. That. Yeah. Well, that happened. I already know who you're probably talking so thinking, about. Yeah, I just don't want to name names. But I'm thinking about, like, when you say, like, pool chemicals. And then I was thinking about the bleach in a restaurant earlier, how, like, the glasses can mix together. Is that the opposite probably of long? Just like a fucking br- yes, it's probably just a fucking brush with death that I've overlooked until uh, now. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, just, oh, it burned the infection out of y'all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it fucking cured whatever open holes we had. Now, this case alleged when when the lawsuit came that Gosnell had failed to tell her to return to the clinic or go to the ER. Like I said, they didn't do that on his word, and it ended up settling out of court for $900,000, which, as we know from, like, you know, Michael Jackson type of shit, whenever you settle out of court, it's not a direct admission of guilt, but it's, like, on some level, you're admitting, I'm not going to win this case. You're going to get this money. Let's just cut it off at the pass, drop the legal fees and shit, and let me just pay you. And for somebody in 2002 who was, like, granted, involved in a lot of different clinics, a lot of healthcare practice, I know doctors generally make a lot of money, but his laid-back approach to collecting yeah. 
I'm going to guess that 900000 bucks hurt him pretty fucking bad. Yeah, well, a lot of times you sell shit out of court, it's to basically keep it uh, out of the media further. Yeah, 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 yeah. So For sure. I mean, you basically want to avoid every aspect of, like, going to trial. Yeah. Right? Uh, around 2001, Gosnell claimed to be providing kids vaccines under a problem administered by the Health Department's Division of Disease Control. But he was repeatedly suspended for failing to keep logs and storing vaccines in unsanitary places at improper temperatures, which this is probably where people getting autism from fucking (laughs) like the MRSA vaccine originated. Yeah. Probably some whack doctor fucking shit up and like keeping shit at the wrong temperature and having gross things in their office and. Catching somebody with some weird disease. Yeah, putting bread mold and cum and then calling that a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, uh, the, what I was saying about the money and then him doing, like, moving over to this is because he had to register through the health department and get in this program to be able to administer kids' vaccines, which, again, he might be laid back about collecting money, but you got to assume if your office is more geared towards, and this is what's weird about this, too, is it's like a general practitioner's office. But it's like completely geared to women's health care, right? Yeah. So the idea, like, that's, it's, I guess, kind of, and this is uneducated, so don't fucking yell at me if I'm wrong. What I assume, like, Planned Parenthood is, like, they offer not just abortions, but there's doctors that if you don't have the money and you have, like, reproductive issues and you're a woman, you can go there and be taken care of. Yeah. So I feel like he was catering to that particular audience. And I don't know when Planned Parenthood came around, if he was, like, way ahead of that curve and again it was just a very sick person and trying to put up the blanket of chivalry or if he really did intend to do good and just fucked up bad yeah uh but i assume that he was doing the kids injections to make an income right like this one saying is like tacking that on to your normal operations there's got to be a motivation behind that and the fact that he could not even and all he had to do was keep a log of what it, what he gave to who so, you know, if anything came up, they could go back and exactly address what, where, when, which is what you would, I assume, always do in every type of medical scenario. And then on top of that, like, imagine how unsanitary it is to fucking be grossed out by someone just sticking a needle in your arm for a minute. And you get yeah, 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 yeah. And he, and he also, he knew that he wasn't doing things the right way. Went ahead and did the t- kids' vaccine thing, knowing that he was going to be interacting with the health department didn't do anything to correct his unsanitary conditions at the time. And so they would show up to check on it, tell him he wasn't doing his log, and then not continue to do the log. So something's disconnected, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something's out, something's out of order mentally. For Like, I like we both have ADHD, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a reality. Like, it, like I made a, some dumb post today, but, like, I seriously have, like, 20 Redbox movies that over the years <laughs> I've gotten and, like, walked past and just, like, raged out. And skipped it and just look over it again and again. When you know it needs to go back, you're gonna have to pay forty bucks that you don't have for yeah. it. And just got hit like over you, and over and over again. You got mad at me for taking one before too. Yeah. As so I was like, man, he ain't taking this back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good point. I was that movie, that. The Whackness, which is not a masturbation movie. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good movie. That's a good one. Hey, speaking of that, I think you told me to watch uh, mid nineties. Yeah. That's that, yeah. that sucked, dude. No, it didn't, man. It was no, good, I dude. I didn't like it, man. I watched All it the other right. day. All right. I loved it, man. I guess I just didn't know what I was getting into. I expected it to be like, because Jonah Hill made it. And sh- I expected it to be a comedy, and it was just like. Yeah, it just robbed me of me when I was a kid, man. and shit. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, for sure. 
There was cool parts. Yeah, got my ass kicked all the time until I found skateboarding. Still got my ass kicked, but I could go skateboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Can't. yeah, that, it kind of reminded me of that Wagner's movie with just like different production and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so back to uh, Gosnell shit. The December 2001, the same year that he was fucking up the vaccinations, an ex-employee, Marcella Chung, gave a detailed written complaint to the Pennsylvania Department of State that just being turned in and read over to where they understood that she knew what she was saying. They needed to look into the conditions, followed it up, but not until March of 2002 with an interview. Yeah. <laughs> it's like bureaucracy, man. That's what it sounds Yeah. It's a thorn in America. Like, they, they probably cost so many fucking lives. No, they do. By just they not do. acting. I it's deal like, with that. Probably weekly, yeah, where you like file something about a kid and be like, "Man, we think they're being abused," and then you then they will wait. They're really supposed to do it in thirty days, but they do it in four months. God, this dude. is bullshit, man. Uh, Two thousand and six, he had a civil lawsuit filed by a, de- a patient, but it was dismissed as out of time because the complaint stated that Gosnell was unable to finish an abortion. In the middle of it, he just said, "No, nah, I can't do it," and quit. And then would not call an ambulance, would not take her to the hospital, would not uh, try to get anybody else to come help out, wouldn't let any nurses back in the room. Damn. That just happened, like, years before. And then she started hearing other things about him, so it was, like, statute of limitations type shit. But on in her case, she stated that she seriously felt like he was going to just let her die because he didn't want to be wrong. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Those are like some of the more glaring ones, but by the time it came to the end, 46 known lawsuits have been filed against him over 32 years. 40 fucking six. How many do you, like, I should have looked, but what do you think a regular doctor catches lawsuit wilds? I'm sure there's like. Well, you know, probably once or twice a year or more, you know. Because I would think like any, any, any general practice, and again, if I'm wrong, you're a doctor. Yeah. I know I'm wrong. I'm just speculating. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I would think, so you're seeing like... Well, it also depends on your staff. It's like, uh, you know, I fuck my shoulder up and show up to the appointment that my, my main doctor gave a referral to. Yeah. When I showed up, the lady's like, no, did you bring your insurance card? I'm like, no, they told me I didn't have to. It's on file. She was like, no, you have to have it. And then I fucking threw a fit to my other doctor about it. And sure enough, it was. And so when you hire your staff... They can fuck you up, and you have to go to court over something your staff that you hired. You know, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So something like that, I, like even just like glancing over it and just like letting them get away with it, like there's something going on. There's it's been more than once or twice. You know, um, I don't, I, I don't understand how you just glance over some shit like that. Like we're, we're talking about women's health, right? And we're not like you know whatever your feelings are about abortion and any of that shit. It's like. I really don't think that people enjoy getting those. And no, I, I, like I say, it's a, it's a, like, again, I don't know enough to, to pick a side because I don't even know what the fucking sides are. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, whenever I hear, like, the left is this and the right is that, I tune, like, I can't help but just tune out. I don't yeah, fucking it's care. Yeah, stupid, man. Um, but I just know, like, religiously, I, I assume that the the right side or the religious side is what I should say because I don't know, like the more conservative Christian side yeah, like tries to put it out there and maybe even honestly feels like, well, you know, 
you're just having a great time. You have an abortion. So fucking what? Par for the course. Yeah. Go get an abortion. Just do it continually. Well, they they all feel that people that abortion doctors are like devil worshippers of sacrifice. Yeah. And again, you that know, that may be dev- that may be politicized, or it may fucking be general feelings. Who knows? I mean, obviously, it's wrong. I mean, I I've never been in the in the in the situation, but I gotta assume that no one is like, all damn, got pregnant again, fucking abortion time. No, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do with money. Plus, they still and they still like make you. Yeah, and it should. I mean, you know, if you if you're making enough money to be able to support a kid, then you'll probably have it. Yeah. But if you don't, it's a fucking hindrance on you. Yeah. Why Why should you have a kid that you're going to, like, you already can't take care of yourself or the family you got already, then why would you just bring another kid into a shitty situation? Yeah, I don't want to, like, turn this podcast into a fucking depressed fest, but, you know, it's like, I think that, like, I, I would have been a prime candidate for a fucking abortion, you know? Shit, I wish I was sometimes. Well, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, looking at it from this angle is that, my life has fucking sucked up and down. Yeah. And, uh, like, we have no say in if we're born or not. So now here you are. Yeah. And you're caught in this fucking mess. You're poor and you're fucking alone. You're, like, no way out. So it's, like, for people saying, like, oh, you're going to prevent this fucking life from what it would be. Like, man, not every person likes fucking being alive, dude. Like, yeah. not like a baby, like, obviously a newborn can't fucking push a button logically to say, like, yes, I want to be alive or no. I understand that, but it's always a lot more, co- like, I'm just saying. But it's not your choice. I don't it's know God's enough. choice. It's just way more fucking complicated. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I mean, it's a lot of dumb shit, man. But, it, you know, we just live in, like, it just always looks to me like the world we live in now, there's no rational decisions. There's nothing that gets done fast. Just, like, bureaucracy and then politics. Like, and it's like people don't even care about the actual thing. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody actually even gives a shit about abortions. It's like another issue to talk about, make money off of, campaign off of. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's like that shit with gun sales. Like how every once in a while, they'll make some panic, like oh y'all are gonna lose y'all's guns, and then people freak the fuck out, and yeah. and uh, gun sales will skyrocket. Mm-hmm. It just seems like the same type of shit. Not but, not like it makes people go to the fucking abortion store, but it's like, you know, yeah. Well, not like, all life is valuable. That's the thing. And I'm not yeah. talking about kids. I'm talking about like fucking the 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 people that have that argument are the same ones that want the the death penalty. Yeah. So it's like if you were just shitty when you were a kid, then you're shitty when you're a teenager. Then you're probably gonna be shitty whenever you're an adult, and that's the way it goes. Unless you know something happens, you figure some things out or whatever, but. The, the the people that make the argument of like this is wrong and that's wrong, it's just like man, just fucking you, you don't know. You have money. Right. If you have money, you don't know. You don't know what it's like yeah. to fucking survive and have to live paycheck to paycheck or do what you got to do. It's like yeah. one of the biggest problems with with the world in general. Yeah, is just assuming that you know where anybody's coming from. Like no no one person can know exactly what another person is dealing with. Like you can formulate a good idea, but you probably would have handled every situation differently. So, like, we just crammed into this fucking vessel of, like, well, you need to do X, Y, and Z to be a good person. Yeah. You need to produce. You need to, like, be, like, you just conform to the idea of what the hap- what the fucking American family is. And that's the sell, and that's the yeah. catch. And then everything else around it 
it just seems like another way to take your fucking mind off of it. But, you know, I mean, we do, I could dr- drill on about the shit for, yeah, but that, I mean, but, for 10 fucking hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in a bad place. Uh, but, like, like back to this shit, it, it just was like trying to figure out this guy's character. This is no real fucking way to know because he's a real weird bitch when they talk to him. Like, and he seem, seems pretty convincing for feeling like when they talk to him, he's just like so fucking indifferent. But doctors are always kind of fucking weird to me, you know? Like, yeah. They're just like, their personalities are never too cold or too warm. They're just, I mean, and you see so many people, and it's always like, probably trained and also get to the point where you're not supposed to show emotion to yeah. upset people and shit. So just factor all that in. It's like literally got to be the hardest job. It's like one of the few jobs where you're doing something hard and like you deserve the compensation. Yeah. Well, I, any caretaking thing, you, you begin to uh, grow numb to things because you, you start to get used to them. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, uh, the place we live in America, you, you get one vacation year a a, you know, one vacation week, week or two or three. Yeah, I don't even get that. Whereas, yeah, well, I get none. So, so like with other with other places, you get more. But uh, I think sometimes you need more vacation if you're a caretaker because you deal with such shitty things. Yeah, and you, you don't need to feel numb to. You need to be able to be sympathetic yeah. to to what's going on. That's true. Um, so I think that that's uh, actually I have a friend that's a doctor, and I'm not gonna like blast him, but I saw. A fucking post they made on dumbass social media the other day that hit me pretty good. It was like, basically, to not like trying to make it to where it doesn't point to anybody in particular. I put their business out there, but <clears throat> it was just like I, I, as much as it hurts, I hope I never lose the ability to cry over my patients. Yeah, that's true, like, man. Uh, but yeah, but how can you? You know, it's hard. I've known people that are like uh, EMS employees and shit. Yeah, and you know. They're under grossly underpaid. Yeah, and then they have to deal with like the most horrific things imaginable, continuously. Yeah, continuously. So, and then you like just dealing with human beings in general. It's like the only time I can ever cut cops slack because it's like you just have to deal with the worst so much. That's really all you can expect. All yeah. you can expect is the worst. All you like. It's so much more unlikely to end up in a good situation like you just prepare for the worst all the time yeah and it's just like these are jobs that need to be done but it just is also kind of fucking crazy that they're jobs yeah you know what i mean yeah when when you take a police officer and you i I don't have an answer for it i'm just thinking this out loud and you make it a job and so you know like why do you want to be a police officer well it's like it I'm sure there's some people that want to be cops their whole life. They're stoked on it. Maybe their dad was. Like, I had a friend whose dad was a cop. He did it. He ended up hating it, and he quit. Yeah. Uh, I get that. But I got to assume 80% are people that, uh, because it it doesn't require, like, a degree. I don't think college is the answer. Like, I'm talking shit about, you know, essentially capitalism right now. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, it seems like like a last resort for a lot of people. You just take 12 weeks of law in a police academy. And you don't know the ins and outs of law yeah. on top of that. But then also, like, you just get desensitized. I mean. Yeah. Well, let me say this uh, yeah. to finish that thought. is like, okay, so, like, just first from my angle is, like, I I did, like, the firefighter test. And it's, like, it would be cool to be a firefighter, but that's not, like, my dream. Yeah. It's just, like, I'm fucking 34. And, uh, like, I need a good career. Yeah. That is, like, flexible. Like, I, I know the ins and outs. It's flexible. 
and I'll be like set in some regards for when I get older, right? Yeah. That's like what you need. And so how many people do that with like being a cop? It just seems like the wrong spot to be in. Yeah. Like I don't think I think it's like a fundamental problem at the source at every fucking angle that you've made it a world be to where someone is settling to be a police officer. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if you're like if you have a thing inside of you that is eating at you and compelling you to go and be like a good Samaritan all the time, like what you care about. And there's people like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this, I'm, this is, I'm not describing something that's not there. I'm one of those people. Yeah, for sure. You know but I'm saying? Like there's something inside of you where you see the good in people. You want to protect people. But like you, I mean, you're fucking six, four and like mostly muscle close to 300 pounds. Yeah. And you you want to serve and protect people, so like you'd be a great cop, but because of the system, you would never do that. No. Nope. So th- like that's a fucking like you see what I'm saying? It's a problem. It's a problem. So Look. then you then you have then you have like some fucking dork that doesn't want to be a cop, but he's he knows that he needs to get a career. Yeah. And so he hates going there every fucking day of his yeah. life. That's how people get killed. Man, listen, hey, I I had some kids run off on me uh, a couple weeks ago at the shelter, and the police got all of them and brought them back. It's not illegal to run. But they were talking about a kid that had got shot at the particular place these kids ran to. And he was te- like, the kid was like, well, that's my brother. And he was like, is he your brother? And he was like, well, not by blood. He goes, and shut the fuck up. He's a piece of shit and you are too. God damn. He told it to a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, right. Because you know, he's just so that's, like, that's just how he talks. You mean, because he doesn't fucking like doing that. No, he he's doing it because it's like, okay, so his parents are proud of him. He makes a little bit of money at it. The fucking, you know, the pay is not all that great, but then also the benefits are great. Well, you no, get I mean, retirement. That, that said, like, you know. again, it's that's what I'm saying. It's like a last resort thing because, like, honestly, if you're if you're like the good type of person I'm describing, and you, and you're gonna like make it your prime derivative to help people directly, yeah. which is like like I think that's a lot of doctors do that. Like, it's so hard to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like if you're purely motivated by money there's easier ways to put in that much effort and go about making a ton of money yeah because it's like so hard to be a fucking doctor there's something inside of you that like does want to do that yeah or is like you know curious about anatomy enough where you're going to go through that which is good too like you need people without well you go to a place like spain where being a doctor is really not a high-paying job yeah you know yeah i mean you know like ideal world which is no place to talk about on a fucking true crime podcast so i'm gonna be real quick about it like ideal world is like that there's no money period yeah it's just like you follow your passion because the thing about human beings is like 99 percent of anything we would pursue enriches society somehow like us doing this enriches society because when people go to work and they listen to this they get enjoyment out of it and it might help them do a better job yeah or you went you had a shit day at work and you get in your car and you're able to listen to this or another podcast or music or any, like, art helps you escape. So it's like, if you're the type of person that thinks that, like, an artist is a lazy fucking bum, this is what, like, makes it a problem. But if you're, if it's, like, people, because not everyone wants to be an artist. There are some people that would, like, just want to be a doctor because they love anatomy. Yeah. Like, shouldn't they be doing that because that's what they like? Yeah. And shouldn't police officers be doing that because it's what they like? Yeah. Like, when you make these ways that you have to fit into society because you want status you want to get by it's just all wrong yeah you know it, th- th- that's how shit like this happens yeah and and also when you get to a certain point like when you're a fucking doctor like maybe this dude started out doing good and then his money got weird and he started cutting corners so much to try to save money that shit just got insane 
Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about ADHD is like once you get once you get in the pattern of doing things, you just become that. Like it's like if you if you have something that you need to get done, and you don't immediately do it, and you, you basically like your brain will come to peace with all right, you didn't do that, and it'll eat at you sometimes, but you'll just go along. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that that could be the case with his uh, because I mean let's get back into like what he ended up getting in trouble for, and like really police started looking at him. Um, because of being a pill mill, like even when he was treating all the drug addicts and shit, he said a couple of really controversial things before because he would like, he would work at night a lot. And and this is another, like he himself, I fairly certain was like a big time addict. Yeah. Sorry. You have to keep it like way up with these things. Uh, anyway, uh, he was like a big time addict. In, in my mind, it's, but like he understood, and he also grew up in like a shit area. He understood drug addiction, and again, he's like got a great way of making things where he sounds like the good guy. So back in the day, he would work at night, and what he would do is he like people would come in during the day, tell the nurses like essentially what they wanted pharmaceutically. Yeah, codeine. I mean, we're talking about like the '80s and shit. Yeah. Whatever fucking, probably quaaludes, you know what I mean? Like, whatever yeah. pharmaceutical drugs you could get a hold of to fuck you up in the 80s. They would come in and tell him what he wanted, what they wanted, and then he would come in at night and fill out the prescriptions for them, and they would come pick it up and pay. Yeah. So, like, he's just selling drugs. He's yeah. Just, he's just a drug dealer. But his way of explaining it was some super progressive shit that I, like, in a way I agree with, because what he was doing was making it to where drug trade is just controlled. Yeah. So, like... He directly said, like, look, these people are going to do this anyway. Yeah. If, they, if they're going to go get heroin, they're going to go get these drugs. They're going to get them from an unreliable source. I've got the purest source. So I can rest easy at night knowing that if, like, a mother of three is going to go get heroin, she could come in here and get a quaalude or whatever. I know that's not going to kill her. Yeah. I know what I'm giving her. And it's like, man, you almost want to be like, this guy's a fucking hero. You yeah. Know what I mean? Uh, because he's risking a lot to do that. Well, it, like uh, it, they make it so hard to buy uh, needles for people. Yeah. Even if you're like, when my grandpa was sick with uh, he had diabetes, I'd have to go sometimes to go pick up his shit for him. And one time I lost a prescription for his needles, and they threw a big fit about it. So it's like, what you really need to do is make it readily available for the drug addicts so they're not sharing needles and spreading AIDS. And then also, just like you have places where you can drop off clothing donations, but you can't steal them. Yeah. You can't steal clothing donations. Do that with needles, where they just are able to recycle their needles without other people getting into them. Sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Because you're not spreading it around. It's like letting them do their shit until they're ready to get help. Yeah, actually, like, I hadn't even thought about this. Uh, It's just one of those things that comes up as we're, like, conversing is that Arkansas... Like, the one progressive thing we've done recently is that they um, are doing safe injection sites. Yeah. Which is what you're describing. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, like, that's quirky. Like, you know. Oh, we just started getting Narcan, you're too. You're used to doing drugs. You can get way. certified to yeah. give people no, Narcan dude, they, if they're they, overdosing. They, like, it, I mean, they came to my job and, like, yeah. explained how to use it. I think that's commonplace in the workplace now. Yeah. I mean, I have, like, a pretty progressive employer. It may have been, like, a, like, yeah. employer decision. But anyway, yeah. like, they did, like definitely had someone come in and be like hey look if like if someone's overdosing like this is all you have to do these are the signs like that's helpful and shit yeah uh but like all those things uh i can't remember what i know man 
I think it started in Portugal, and now there's a Norwegian country doing the same thing, but they've just completely all the way decriminalized drugs. Yeah. It's, like, solved basically every problem in society. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's just, like, this shit that I said before with, like, universal basic income or, any like, any argument where you – or even it can even go back to abortion. Any argument where you can point out the worst in people and say, well, if we allow this thing to happen – these people are going to do these terrible things. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the thing is, is that no matter what morality a government makes and puts in between human beings, yep. they're going to do it anyway. Yep. There's nothing you can do to stop someone. Like, if we, if we have universal basic income and the complaint is like, oh, there's going to be people who are just going to get money and not do anything. Yeah. They're already there. Yeah. That, that's already a reality. Well, and then the other thing, too, is like back to the needle thing. Is so, like, if the police are coming to get you because you did something, you maybe you stole something, right? But you've got a needle on you, which yeah. is uh, for substance use, which is a charge. Just you, a needle? Yeah, because it's well, uh, well, you did, does, Do you mean it has, like, residue on it or something? Yeah. So it's the same thing as having a marijuana pipe. Basically. I'm just making sure because, like, yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't know if it was, like, a police. It's choice. paraphernalia. But is it there? Like, if it's unused, can a cop just be like, well. I they mean, have to test it, of course. Oh, okay, I mean, they okay. should, anyways. I was just worried that they could just say, like, well, you seem like a drug addict, so yeah. this is paraphernalia. Well, if you got dope on you, maybe that, you know, right, like, right, maybe right. that whole thing. But then, so, so that's going on. You're just doing something because you're just an addict and you're fucked up. Yeah. Then you go, fuck, man! I got this needle in my pocket, and you throw it on the ground, and then and you have AIDS, and then some kid picks it up, and thinks it was a fucking toy, gets stabs himself with it, yeah, and they get AIDS. Well, it's like, why don't you just have safety drop off things, and also just look past that and it's like, yo, they're just a drug addict, and they really need some help, but they yeah. they're definitely getting a charge for stealing some shit, yeah, but don't charge them for the paraphernalia part of it. Yeah, it's just it doesn't help anything, but I mean, it's been proven like over and over again in our country that. The pri- they want like the private prison system needs bodies to make money, and the money they make they pay it back to people that work in government. I mean, there was that judge that went to prison over intentionally sentencing so many children to go to yeah. a correctional facility, and that's not like that's not that's like the most famous thing I can think about related to it now. But you know, <clears throat> hopefully, we don't think we're fucking rambling off right now because this all pertains to this. I mean, we're, we're again like we're talking about a guy who came from a poor area, African-American guy, got all the way through college, became a doctor. And the things he's saying seem like he's trying to do good. Yeah. But it's just like, did he get caught in these tra- – there's no way I would ex- – like, he did horrible shit. And we're about to get to that. So there's no – I'm not trying to give this motherfucker a pass at all. He sucks. Yeah. He's, he fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter yeah. which way it happened, he sucks. It's just like going forward. And, I, and when I say going forward, I mean, th- this all came out in 2011. Yeah. So it's not like – like, he was doing this shit back in the 70s and 80s, but it's not like we're going back that far because he was still fucking doing it. Yeah. Like, even even though, like, the practices had advanced and stuff, like, no, like just because he dealt with poor people, nobody bothered to look into it. Nobody bothered, like, like you know, imagine if, like, this, some fucking millionaire's daughter went to get an abortion and she had to deal with, like, she was fucking bleeding out and they called the doctor to see if he, she should come in or go to the ER. <laughs> and, like, the, the guy would be done instantly yeah. if they ha- if someone had money that he was dealing with. But because they're poor, like, first of all, you probably wouldn't even listen to the fucking doctor. You wouldn't be thinking about medical bills. You wouldn't, like... I mean, I've seen people be extremely injured in the gym. Yeah. 
where they definitely need an ambulance and really? begged and pleaded to not call the ambulance because there's like it'll ruin them financially. Yeah. And well, man, people now are like calling Ubers. Yeah. To like take them to the ER and shit. So it like. Well, so the system's fucked, man. Yeah, and I mean that, that's the like that's I'm just trying to like remind everyone we're not just going off and complaining about society. Yeah. It all relates to this guy because we're trying to figure out how did this all happen and. <clears throat> Basically, after someone looked and was like, how's this motherfucker been sued 46 times? Um, and there was observers that said there was a complete failure by Pennsylvania regulators who had overlooked other repeated concerns brought to their attention, including lack of trained staff, barbaric conditions, and a super high level of illegal late-term abortions. And, you know, like, that's another thing in America is, like, even today, they're, they're, like, you can't do – a lot of places you can't do second – term abortions and yeah. it, like definitely I think there's a couple places that do allow third term abortions but under like very serious conditions yeah you like you can't you know what I mean like maybe if it's gonna kill the woman or something like yes exactly okay. Okay. like like well uh, imagine you're presented with a scenario where it's like look like you and this baby are going to die yeah and that happens yeah uh, well, I feel like that's what's going to happen to that 11-year-old we were discussing. Yeah, dude. You're 11 years fuck, old man. and having a baby. They just they got to go to a different state. They just got to move. <laughs> like, Dude. If, if, they're like, yeah, if, if anyone knows about that shit and has any links, like, I'll share it. Because someone needs to do a GoFundMe, which I'm like, we're, we're late to this, so I'm sure that's happened. Yeah. But somebody needs to get that girl the fuck out of there and, like, yeah. somewhere where it can't happen. The South is fucking stupid most of the time. Uh, but... Because of like, like it took them all the way up until 2010 to raid the place, and the reason why the Women's Medical Society was raided on February 18, 2010, with a search warrant by investigators and state police, it was because of the months-long investigation by DEA and Pennsylvania Police Department, who suspected illegal drug prescription use at the practice. And again, this guy has like pretty much openly been giving drugs to to addicts for years, so it's like. We're in 2010. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the investigation revealed the suspicious death. They found out about this after they started the investigation of Karnmaya, Karnmaya, Monger in 2009, uh, which in turn brought tons of information about the unsanitary operations, use of untrained staff, and the use of powerful anesthetic drugs without proper medical supervision and control. In other words, Using anesthesia without an anesthesiologist, which is Woo. insane. That's nuts. I mean, that's like like you, the dude that was putting Michael Jackson to sleep at night was an anesthesiologist. Yeah, you yeah. don't use those. Drugs. Oh, you could do too much of that shit, and you can be straight fucking retarded afterwards. Like you, <laughs> You're retarded. I mean, like you. I mean, have you ever been put under before? Yeah. I've been put under, I think, four times, man. And every time I come back, man, I'm fucking yeah, it's crazy. fucking way more dumb than normal. Yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, a, a disassociative said it that's so strong that it literally, like, not only puts you physically asleep, but also, like, removes your mind from mm-hmm. your body. I mean, we're talking the most powerful drugs, period. Yeah. And, uh, I, like, clearly need a fucking specialist to come in and take it. And that's why there is that person. Like, you know, when you go to get surgery, it's not just a doctor. The, like, the anesthesiologist is only there to, like, monitor how you're reacting to the drugs and to make sure that you're comfortable and administer more, do the right dose, monitor your vitals with the nursing staff. And when you don't have those things, 
And they legit do the whole come back from a hundred and try yeah. to get to one. Yeah. Boy, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, whenever you wake up, you can't. <laughs> you no, know? you're yeah. done for a long time. I mean, like we all love videos where people are coming out from under. Oh anesthesia, man, yeah. And they're just in a whole different fucking world. Hey, last time I had surgery, man, I fucking uh, woke up, and other people were in the room that had had surgery, and I thought in my head, I was like, I knew it, man. <laughs> I really was retarded this whole time, oh, and they man. finally done shit me off, man, to retard school. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, because no. yeah, I woke up to do like slobbering on stuff and like looking over, and I was like, oh fuck, man. Yeah. So the best way to describe some of the conditions uh, is to just like go to the report of the grand jury because, like, reading, like, I'll just read you direct. Just this, these aren't my words. Like, I'm not speculating. I'm not over embellishing this shit to make it more disgusting than it actually is. This is directly from the grand jury report. When the team members entered the clinic, they were appalled, describing it to the grand jury as filthy, deplorable, disgusting, very unsanitary, very outdated, horrendous, and by far the worst that these experienced investigators had ever encountered. There's blood on the floor, a stench of urine filled the air, a flea-infested cat was wandering through the facility, and there were cat feces on the stairs. Semi-conscious women scheduled for abortions were moaning in the waiting room or the recovery room where they sat on dirty recliners covered with blood-stained blankets. Whoa! All the women had been sedated by unlicensed staff long before Gosnell even arrived at the clinic. Staff members could not accurately state what medications or dosages they had administered to the waiting patients. Many of the medications in the inventory were past their expiration dates. Surgical procedure rooms were filthy and unsanitary, resembling a bad gas station restroom. And again, official court report. Instruments were not sterile. Equipment was rusty and outdated. Oxygen equipment was covered with dust and had not been inspected. The same carotid suction tubing used for abortions was the only tubing available for oral airwaves if assistance breathing was needed. There's no excuse for this shit. No, none. Fetal remains were haphazardly stored throughout the clinic in bags, milk jugs, orange juice cartons, and even cat food containers. Whoa. The reason why they knew it was a cat food container is because one of the investigators immediately recognized it from the, the brand of cat food she used to feed her cats. And then, then they started peeling back layers of freezers and refrigerators and just also... What if that cat... Out in the open. Is just eating fucking... Oh, I'm sure it is, dude. And it's like, shitting it out. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sure fuck, it is. Fuck, dude. The Gosnell admitted to Detective Wood that at least 10 to 20% were older than 24 weeks, which is the legal limit. 10 to 20%. In some cases, surgical incisions had been made at the base of the fetal skulls. Which, if you're not on board with me, he's killing, you know. It, I mean, it all depends on how you look at it. I'm not fucking political here, but he, like, when I say there's an incision that's been made at the base of the skull, like he, you know, dispatched his life, right? Yeah. The investigators found a row of jars containing just the severed feet of fetuses. Just the feet which really kind of blows out the uh, idea that this guy just wasn't in some sick shit, you know? In the basement, they discovered medical waste piled high. There was an intact 
week fetus delivered by Mrs. Monger three weeks earlier that he had kept in the freezer. Remember that case from earlier? Yeah. She passed away. In all, the remains of 45 fetuses were recovered. Two or three of them have been what they call viable. And again, not to speculate, but from what I like, I watched this documentary too. And what I understood they, they meant in this particular situation about viable is like two or three of them were like what medically would be considered a living human being. <sighs> so like so far past the point of the discussion of like, is it a human life or a, or not, you know, yeah. from any perspective. Uh, as a result of that, his license to practice was suspended on February 22nd, 2010. Other findings were presented to a grand jury on May 4th, which that actually moved pretty quickly. Media reports stated that the furniture and blankets were stained with blood. There was no, like, more than one cat, according to the media, not sterilized equipment used, reused on the patients, and then, like, Obviously, the anesthesia thing was in the news. Um, they were saying that once the patient's labor began, like the artificial labor that he would put them into, they would be placed on a toilet. And after the fetus fell into the toilet, he would fish it out, in his words, to not clog the toilet. With a rod and reel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, fished is a weird word, but I don't know. I mean, just... And also imagine being like, in such a shit situation where you have to come work for this motherfucker. Ugh. And you're this like... This is fucked up, man. Oh, it's... it's at, Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's definitely fucked up. It's I mean, it's as bad as it gets. Like, I'm trying... I mean, to, I don't, we do a fucked up surgery, but man, this yeah. sucks, Well, that's dude. what I'm saying, dude, is like... The most... Uh, you, you, can't, try you can't tune out how horrible it is, but like... Yeah. Obviously, this guy has some shit wrong with him. And he he would have never like he like keeping the feet you know what I mean it yeah. wasn't like ignoring problems it was Ooh. like intentionally doing this shit so like that's a different type of Louisiana crawfish boil oh man. my god dude <laughs> <laughs> you still got like I still I really just feel that like this entire fucking clinic being able to exist for so long is just like such a depressing example of the fucking poverty line in this country and uh, what fucking I can't. I don't like. Capitalism is probably the wrong word, but whatever we. No, that's right. We just fucking failed. Like everything is like we failed everyone. (laughs) Like it's all bad. Well, we're. I mean, I've probably said this before. We are number one in child homelessness and child poverty. Number one in the industrialized world. We're the richest. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and like, you know. This was, like, not on the official record. It was in the documentary I watched. So, fucking take it for what it is. And, they like, he did a biography, too. I didn't read it. Like, uh, I would have had to buy the audiobook. I had to buy a documentary, too, which it fucking sucked. I just get mad when I had to, like, spend money that fucking sucks. Yeah. But the problem with audiobooks is that if the person reading it sucks, like, there's no way I can get through it. So, like, I played the sample of it on Audible, and it was just god-awful. So Yeah. Uh, but but in, in the documentary I watched, when they came in and raided his place, right? So when you walked into his office, he had this fucking illegal turtle in a tank, and it was just disgusting, like decaying. And the police were already there. They had already raided. They had ample evidence to, like, shut him down. And, again, they were investigating, like, drug abuse, so they didn't exactly know what to do. They for sure did the wrong thing because when he got there, 
there was those women that were already sedated. Yeah. For operations. And they let him go ahead and do it. Damn. So, yeah, his license was suspended. But, the, like, the person that, like, just, I don't see how that shit happens. And then not only did they let him do it, but when he got to the office, he didn't even, like, acknowledge them. They told him what was going on, and he was like, yeah, okay, and just, like, kept going to work. Like, didn't even, didn't ask, like, am I not supposed to do anything? Just, like, went at it, and they let him. Huh. And the first thing he did when they started telling him is just walk past him and feed that fucking turtle raw fish. What, what, and they man. said that, like, the, 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 the people that were raiding, like, what, they stayed there the whole time. Yeah. And they observed themselves that there was unlicensed professionals. Everything he was doing was wrong. He did it in front of them. But women, and, and the thing that is disturbing to me it, it, amongst all this, besides the fucking just, like, storing dead children, is the blood-stained, blood-stained blankets of women just sitting in the waiting room. Yeah. Like, you know... On well, you know, on patients waiting for him to arrive. That's fucking crazy, man. That's fucked up. So fucked up. Yeah, and so they're watching him do these fucking procedures and just like mounting evidence, but at the same time allowing it to continue. <laughs> like he has trouble with one of them. Yeah, and they're like can't assist him in any way, and he just has to like struggle through it. And it, he ate a fucking sandwich with bloody gloves in front of everybody. And when they asked his staff about it, they're like, "Yeah, he always eats during operations, either a bowl of cereal or a sandwich, and he never changes his gloves." Wow! So like, fucking insane. I mean, he's a serial killer. Uh, yeah, no, and like, like a hundred percent. Yeah, and like, I, like it was like I wanted to say all that shit before to like make a point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That like people can eat. Like it's just so easy to hide who you are. Well, that's different. I mean, you know, fucking Gacy worked at KFC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. He started out killing chickens. <laughs> I don't think that that's okay. It's not even with. the same thing, man. Yeah, they just, just imagine like they a, grow them now. Imagine a world where Kentucky Fried Chicken, you had to like that that person was getting paid like the most minimum of wages. Yeah, and they have to kill and like pluck the fucking chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, chicken's like waiting right in the there. lobby yeah, with a blanket. Like, yeah, it's like red lobster. <laughs> you fucking pick, you pick the fucking chicken out and shit. Because <laughs> like, man, that one looks tight. Let me uh, get the yeah, but thighs. get that boy. Throw, throw him up in the fryer, man. Yeah, dude, I mean, fuck, man, this I mean, this is a way different thing because it's like I could see why it's easy for right-wing people to argue like the whole abortion thing because well, because like, of this case. Exactly. But that's the thing we talk about with sociopaths is that they look for things like that. Yeah. And so Yeah. So the I mean, the conclusion is like he so far ahead of time set himself up to do these horrendous things Ugh. by, like, cementing himself as, like, a good person. Like, when all this shit came out, people just couldn't believe it because of, like, like, no, this is the guy that when you have absolutely no one to turn to, like, he would make house calls and shit to take yeah. care of people. But it's it was all a fucking act to just yeah. to be able to get to doing this. And, and on, top of the, on top of the killing, like, all that shit about, uh, you know, being cool with people, paying how they can that all sounds great but that also leads to you are telling people like what you want for your services and people are paying you cash so you're not turning those records in you're not dealing with insurance companies most of the time no so the grand jury estimated that his practice took in ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollars per night and that is not counting the additional income from over prescribing drugs shit which has probably got to be more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, like, 
you know, you got you got to look at like the good that he did in certain regards, but then it's all overshadowed by the reality of the situation. Yeah, the reality is the guy figured out a way to make a ton of money, and like again, the duality of it is like, did he enjoy a, like killing women and killing babies? Probably. Yeah. Uh, but if he didn't, then that just became another part of like his psychology, just is tuning all that shit out to make money, which is as bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, but also too, you know, when you when you invest in like just giving people drugs, I mean, when you're a drug addict, that uh, and, and a female, it is a very much a possibility. There's several things that happen. Yeah. Oh, and I'm not speculating. I've dealt with this before. Is um, you become pregnant, right? Whether it's rape or that you just are having a good night and you're high, and then that happened. But you're but this guy's profiting from both ends of that. See what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like he's giving drugs, but then they're getting pregnant and then they're coming back to him because he also does botch abortions. Yeah, and, you know, like, again, I've already explained myself enough. Like, I'm not saying this in a shitty way, but, like, the clientele he's dealing with is, like, way more likely to have an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. Just living a wild life. Fuck, man. It's just that, like, this is one of the most depressing things we've ever fucking talked about. Definitely, before. definitely. And it's just, like, so many levels of the world we live in now because like I think to a degree you have to be detached as a abortion doctor I mean like you I mean maybe like you I don't know man I mean okay well before you say that before you say that you're right you're right but check this out once this all came up prosecutors figured out that Gosnell had never been certified in either gynecology or I'm so stupid. Obstetrics, is that how you say it? Yeah. OBGYN. He, yeah. he was not certified. Okay. <laughs> like, so the entire time, from day one, it was all a lie. He scammed his way into that shit. How? What? Like, he, he got a, a doctorate, but it like, you don't just go and become a doctor and that's it. You, you have to have a specialized field. Or, like, if you're doing general practice, there's other avenues you have to go to study to do. Like, there's specifics. If you're going to oh, be an OBGYN... Fuck. Like, one of my friend's wife is doing that now. And it's like, there's a specific things that you have to do beyond, like, she's already a doctor. Yeah. But then you have to continue. And you have to, like, be in a clinic and, like, get, like you don't just learn it. You have to hands-on do it and shit. He skipped that entire thing and just, like, prayed on people. Jesus Christ, man. This is fucked up. So, once they figured that out, they ended up arresting him, which happened on January 19th, 2011. And that's five days after the certification of the grand jury's report, which is, again, where they found, like, looking through all shit, like, how did this happen? Let's look at his schooling, his life. And then they figured out, like, fuck, this guy's not even certified for this shit. Uh, he was charged with eight counts of murders because prosecutors alleged that he killed seven babies that were born alive. So I, I had that um, vital thing. Like, they, the baby was literally born. He didn't have an abortion procedure. Like they, he delivered the baby and severed their spinal cords with scissors. Oh fuck! He was also responsible for the 2009 death of Monger, who was the 40-year-old refugee from Bhutan. Um, we were talking about that died in his care. His wife Pearl and eight other suspects were arrested in connection with the case. The DA and FBI 
saw a 23-count indictment charging Gosnell and seven members of his staff with drug conspiracy relating to the clinic illegally prescribing opiates and sedatives outside the usual course of professional practice and not for medical purposes, which fucking thank God. Like, this is sad shit because, like, the, the only drugs that are a fucking issue are pharmaceutical drugs. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're an issue is because other drugs aren't decriminalized. Because it, if you figure out how to game the system and go to a pill mill and get your opiates, then, like, you're legally prescribed that. So it takes your fucking worry away. I mean, yeah. And it ultimately leads to the exact same place. Yeah. And so many fucking people, like, come by that earnestly. And, like, I mean, we all know. I'm not giving anyone any new information. I'm also in no way an expert on the thing. But it's just, it just fucking sucks. Like, all right, so you're, you're legitimately hurt. You need these fucking pills. You're overprescribed. And now you're hooked and you're coming back again and again. Or you got prescribed it for something you didn't need. You trusted the doctor and, like, yeah, I need to take these. And then that's your fucking life now. Yeah. And you're, well, and you're like, yeah. like, good luck, too, if you're in that situation. Like, what if you fucking take, you, like, the doctor, like, every time you come in, you're like, I don't feel good. The doctor's like, you just need more of these, more time. Yeah. And you did that four times, and now you're all the way addicted. And then you, you realize, like, I'm a fucking drug addict now. I'm addicted yeah. to these pills. I can't just stop taking them. I'm going to go through withdrawals that I could literally fucking die from. Uh, you... I mean, like Xanax, dude. Xanax, you can die from. Well, that's that's not an opioid, though. No, no, no. It yeah, wasn't yeah. just opioids, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm, Xanax I'm, and alcohol will I'm, definitely like, kill you know, from I'm withdrawal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still not something that most people can just cold turkey go. Okay, you definitely done. feel like you're gonna die, right? That's, but, but the point is, is like these are the same people. Where else do they turn? There's nowhere to turn. Yeah, it's like sure you know that you have this problem now. So, what are your, what are your choices? Like this guy's not going to help you get off of them, mm-hmm. but he will give you more of them. So that's it. Yeah, I mean the, I don't know, man. That they're you know schedule one, schedule two, and schedule three. Schedule one means no no pharmaceutical value. Yeah. So that means like LSD mushrooms, any psychedelic drug, which makes you definitely question the government. Marijuana. Yeah. It's still schedule one. It makes Literally. you it makes you question the government. Yeah, of course. I mean, they use LSD on on the um, uh, on the army. Yeah. And what happened was they all go, fuck that shit. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I don't want to fuck it. Well, why am I fighting for? Yeah. Really, you know? Yeah. And so then, like, meth is uh, has a pharmaceutical value, which is what we have ADHD. It treats that. It also treats obesity. Yep. And some other things. And then you also have, like, uh, opioids, which is a pain reliever. Yeah. Which marijuana could do that, too. True. I, I have severe fucking back problems. Yeah. But I, I don't smoke the... THC, CBD. Uh, I, CBD helps me, man. Yeah. Honestly, and a lot of people talk shit about it, but it does help me, man. I will well, not. Uh, I mean, I'm one of the people. It's, but that I mean, that's also my nature. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, like that's a fucking coping mechanism I have. But I mean, I took some. I, but it's like anything else. There's different products. But like, I, yeah. let me let me say this. Like, let's say that CBD doesn't work at all. Yeah. And millions of people use it. And then because placebo effect worked their way around things. Yeah. Like your mind is so powerful by itself yeah. that it can heal your fucking body. Yeah. Like your you can your body will heal. And let like I'm not saying like don't listen to this and say like, oh well, I'm not going to the doctor, but you get what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Like you can have an injury. A majority of it is this, man. Be active. I don't give a fuck what's wrong with you. Be physically active. Yeah. Blood flow helps heal shit. Yeah. Period. Well, it's like Period. comfort level too. Like, it all goes along with like 
the line that I basically been yeah. pitching every episode we talk about shit like this is like you don't want to say like oh there's an Illuminati it may not be that nefarious it just definitely could be equally as nefarious on a financial end yeah. it's like how do you profit off of people on every single angle of people yeah like, you have to make them only crave comfort yeah so like working out if you're not used to it it's not comfortable no now Pretty quickly, it becomes a, a very comfortable part of your routine. Yeah. But, like, you crave comfort. So when you're in a little bit of pain, what do you do? You go, you, you grab an ibuprofen. Yeah. Take the ibuprofen. You're taught that. You that's, what, that's what I was told about my shoulder. They said, don't work out for a while. Yeah. You need to stop. I listened. I, I, I did that for two weeks, and I feel like shit. And then yeah. I listened to, to our weightlifting instructor, Joe Bill. He said, just do everything. Yeah. And the blood flow will help you heal. And he's right, man. Yeah, this is the sure. best I've felt in the last two days. But it is like uh and it's not it's not that even like working out secure all it's just no, so it's much not, but but man. a lot of time what happens is like uh something like C and I'm not saying C B D is that I believe people. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not a I'm I'm fucking hard headed and it, it's the, the the opposite for me. Like if anything doesn't do that much, like I don't think fucking ibuprofen does anything, so I don't take it. Yeah. Like if anything, if I can't, if there's like no noticeable effect for me, I get dissatisfied and like toss it out. Uh, but let's say that that's the case for everybody, and it's a fucking placebo effect. Well, all the placebo—that's the best type of medicine that there is. Yeah, placebo effect is the best thing that can happen to you because you're like, I'm doing this, it's healing me. But then in reality, your goddamn body is healing you. Yeah, your mind is healing you, and you've just taken your mind away from it. That's the best medicine that there fucking is. Period. Sure. And it's the same thing with like with with weed because like. Is pot really a painkiller? Well, the reason that they don't schedule it as that is because, like, pharmaceutically, no. But what happens is that, like, same line is you think, like, okay, there's things in this that f- work on inflammation. Mm-hmm. There's things in this that do physically help. Yeah. They believe that. And then on top of that, you get high. So you're high. Yeah. You mentally feel better, and it also takes your mind well, off of what's I think the on. CBD part of it is not so much that because uh, that's more of a body. I'm not even going. Like, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I get it. I'm not going back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have chronic back spasms and I've been, I've, I've taken every muscle relaxer that there is. Uh, my buddies actually, they, them, I guess they make CBD buds. I didn't know that's a real thing. You can grow without THC. Yeah. Um, I smoked that. And within five minutes, my chronic back spasms where I'm just hardly being able to walk. It's subdued, man. I, and I could sleep good at night and all that shit. Yeah. And that fucking rocks. And like, that's great, man. What I'm getting like, yeah, the point is the problem is, is like, so you have these things that are easily accessible. I mean, it's so easy to see. Everyone fucking knows. You can learn this shit yeah. in kindergarten. Yeah. Anything that you can easily get a hold of that helps you, like CBD pot is never going to cause anyone any problems. The only problems that it could cause you are legal problems. Yeah. So like. Which goes to profit. The, 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 the thing is, you can't make that much money off of it. No. Like if it, like the reason why people make money off pot in the black market is because you, you it's hard to get. Yeah. And then the reason why when it goes legal, people make money off of it is because like it's only in this specific area. Yeah. If it's all the way legal, then like industry will still make money off of it, but not anywhere near well, this, this, what pharmaceutical companies make off of pharmaceuticals. But this proves a point of with doctors even now yeah. is they definitely make a profit of each pill they sell for each pharmaceutical company. I that, mean, dude, I've worked, like I, I worked at a dentist office before and I've known nurses and doctors and like pharmaceutical companies have representatives that come by to try to get you to prescribe their products. Yeah. Like they come with lunch, like 
like almost every day when I worked at the fucking dentist office, somebody was there with like Subway, Chipotle, some type of shit for you to eat. And, and to like, to be the cool guy and then just tell the doctors, like, hey, man, like, here's all the benefits of our fucking product. Yeah. Like, giving out shit, being Joe fucking cool. Like, you shouldn't be fucking selling pills to doctors even. But that, it's but like you give them the information and they know what it is. Like, but we like, go back to the problem of money. That's why those people do that job. And that's why doctors take those people on because they make that money. And, then and it, money is the thing that's important. And that's what's wrong in the world. Yeah. Period. And if this ever, like, if this fucking got in the hands of anyone who could make decisions like my fucking dog, Andrew Yang, it's like <clears throat> how, how the right, it's the wrong thing to say, but how, like, the current, like, not even current, but how, like, the, the, our entire history of modern America has been of, like, the, you know, mil- industrialized military complex. Yeah. Like, the way pharmaceutical companies work. They always have examples about the worst of everything else in a great yeah. way because it's like, we need to decriminalize drugs. And they're like, oh, my God, if you decriminalize drugs, all these insane addicts are going to be foaming at the mouth high in the streets, which is yeah. the exact opposite of what happens. I mean, it's been proven. Yeah. But... They have those examples, always locked and loaded to go. But to me, this case right now, right here, is inst- instead of being an example of against abortion, it's pro-economy. Like, yeah. stop putting human beings in this situation. Like, how about instead of p- spending, like, we, we waste so much fucking money, like, in, we have, like, the most well-funded military in the fucking world. Yeah. And all we do is meddle in bullshit that we don't need to. Like, right now, we're trying to topple fucking Venezuela's government. that They don't even want it. We just do shit no, like man. that. Continuously, it's got nothing to fucking do with us. It's just so we can get oil and shit. And, like, we're not, I'm, like, I'm not, again, like, I'm not smart enough about politics. But what I'm getting at is, like, the reason that this shit happened and no one heard about it and it went under the radar is because it, it this is a poor person problem. Yeah. This is poor people shit. Well, well, people don't realize. You can call me conspiracy theorists all you want to, but this is a fucking fact, period. The Federal Reserve is not a United States bank. It is a private bank who prints money with debt attached to it. You will never be able to uh, to pay off the debt that they they produce for us to go ahead and, yeah. and do these it's things. It's not even a real fucking number. It's not even real. It's it's paper, and they put some little shit in the middle of it, and that's how you know it's real. But that's what you care about because you care about it. Yeah. If you don't believe in that anymore, it has no value. That's the thing, and so we. We are cr- we are all subservient to money because we have to have it to live. But you don't. But everybody just sucks, man, in, in the way that they think because they're too weak to go, yo, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. If we did that, we don't have we wouldn't have to do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm all about fucking red pilling these motherfuckers. I mean, it's not even rad- that, dude. Nah, I'm just fucking around. But I'm all about radicalizing our fucking listener base. But it's yeah, I mean, you know. At the end of the day, like, there's a healthy outrage that we should all have. And, uh, like, there's no fucking answers. Like, one thing that's crazy to me is I've heard, and I'm not exactly keeping up, it's just if, if, like, one of the, like, you know, like, this is how funny fucking podcasting is. Like, when I started listening to fucking podcasts, it's mostly just, like, fucking Joe Rogan. There was, like, 20 podcasts available, you know? Yeah. And it, like, it was just all about goofy-ass shit. And now... Like, you know, at one point it was so incredible that Obama went on that fucking dork Mark Maron's podcast and people were freaking out like, whoa, like this is a viable media. Yeah. And then like now, dude, all of the Democratic candidates are going on fucking podcasts. They're like popping up and shit. And uh, 
like getting in on the the fucking medium that we're fucking doing to like try to reach a broader base that they need to reach to yeah. like get the votes. But like anyway, because of that, I've been hearing more about people's campaigns than I normally ever would because I because it's all the same to me. I don't give yeah. a shit. Nothing ever fucking changes. Nothing's ever good. Nothing ever gets better. Nothing ever gets worse. Just a constant fucking low. Like no no like it doesn't matter. And I feel like the majority of poor people have to feel this way. Does not fucking matter who's been in office. Yeah, my life's been a piece of shit. Yeah, that's like none of it's ever affected me positively or negatively. Well, sometimes belief is blinding and it's bullshit. So you believe in something that's not even fucking real, but you just keep suffering through because you have a belief, you have a faith in it. That's my problem with Christianity dude, too. I mean, you're just you're basically like making a fucking sports team, and that's fine, man. Like life sucks. Yeah, dude. dude don't choose like, a side. Pick your fucking side. You, you, you find ways to like cope with the fucking harshness of reality so like yeah i don't like to shit on stuff like that like overall religion fucking sucks but it's just like man like so i was joking about about like red pilling and like i watched the fucking matrix the other day with my kids and i hadn't seen it in forever um and it's like to beyond like the absurdity of like oh you could possibly be living in a simulation <clears throat> the reality is that just reality is a fucking nightmare man like if it's not, you know, it's not a simulation, it's even worse, you know? It's like people people had the foresight to yeah. herd people in to simply make money off of. And it's like there's no number that's enough. Yeah, because we tie laws into everything. And every, everything. And every time someone that has the ability to make a difference makes a difference, they get like, I mean, JFK got shot in the fucking head. Well, within that same time period, you had to think Malcolm X got killed, uh, JFK. And also Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King. King. All the same time period, nobody yeah. found it. Who the fuck did it, really? Yeah. Uh, JFK, they said that whatever. But, yeah, you know. No, there's no concrete proof to it. And it, it's all people who were, you know, all three of those people, like, and that's what like to get a problem with, like, racial divide in this case, too, because yeah. these are all African-American people. Yeah. These are all poor black people that had no one to turn to. Yeah. No insurance. And so far into that system that what someone would think of common sense, like, why didn't they go somewhere else? Because they don't fucking know anything well, else, well, man. I think, too, like, your the love and the bond you have with people, uh, the people you trust. And then also sometimes racially, like, that's the same thing. So they, you know, the black community is very strong about, like, themselves, you know, like, yeah. being black and all that stuff. So they trusted another black man who had, did not have their best interest in mind. He right. did not. But it was easy for him to game them. And he the, capitalized on it. And that is what it. he was doing. I mean, yeah. that's directly what he was it's doing. fucked up, man. Extremely fucked up. And it, this shit just, like, not in this severity, in this same practice, but, man, this is like, like, this is basically what's normal. I mean, almost every business, again, this is an extreme example because we're, we're dealing with lives here. Yeah. But this is what businesses do. Yeah. They find a way to exploit people to make the most money that they can. And then they do it until they get shut down or they find better ways to do it so they don't get shut down. Yeah. And so to, to wrap up, what ended up happening after he got arrested and his wife got arrested, um, the third degree murder charge it related to Mongar. At the time, she was a 90 pound woman and she died because he gave her the lethal amount of anesthesia and painkillers at the same time. Again, not 
certified to do that shit. Uh, his lawyers assert that Mongar had drugs in her system prior to arrival. Prosecutors would say it's a, it was the overdose of Demerol, not some mystery pill that killed Mrs. Mongar or Miss Mongar. And the seven other charges of first-degree murder are regarding, again, the fully born babies, and they fell into the born-alive rule. That makes live abortion considered murder, which, you know, seems to make sense. I mean, they're fucking alive at that point. Stephen Massoff, who was a clinical employee, was the first to plead guilty to charges in 2011. And as part of his fucking plea deal, he testified that he himself had snipped the spines of more than 100 infants after they had been born alive. And that when it all, when all this happened, he had been trained that it was standard procedure. So being in that, like that line of work and what he was doing, he was just desensitized to it because, I mean, it doesn't like absolve him. I mean, I feel like you should definitely say like, man, I like this baby was just born. I probably shouldn't fucking cut spine with scissors. But at the same time, for the office he was working in, it was standard procedure. So he's he's doing what he learned to do, and it's he wasn't licensed. I can see a world where you're just getting a job, and like this all falls on you if you're that fucking stupid. But you know he ended up getting in trouble anyway. Uh, no physical evidence exists for six of the cages cases, not cages. Jesus, the <laughs> charges are based solely off of staff testimony. Uh, there is a photo out there that you can look at of the seventh case, and it's. I mean, just don't. <laughs> like, it was yeah, a documentary. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It's it was a documentary. Like, don't. Uh, the grand jury reports that a medical expert with 43 years of experience in performing abortions was appalled. The expert told the grand jury, I've never heard of cutting the spinal cord being done during an abortion. Uh, the drug case that he caught, the United States Attorney of the Eastern District of Pennsylvania alleges that Gosnell's former office ran what they legally called a pill mill from June 2008 to February 18th, 2010, which again, man, they're like investigating this shit, but they're not even like, this is what bothered them. And this shit sucks and it's wrong to do, but this motherfucker killing hundreds of fucking (laughs) like born babies and women seems to be a lot worse than, like, a prescription problem, which is what was his downfall, which, of course, is what the federal government has to make sure the fucking companies are getting paid what they deserve for their product. So he continually wrote fraudulent prescriptions for Oxycontin, Percocet, and Xanax, and the syrups Finagrin and Promethazine with codeine. <sighs> Authorities allege that his staff allowed customers to purchase multiple prescriptions under multiple different names. Staff at the clinic went from writing several hundred prescriptions per month in 2008 to over 2,300 filled in 2010. Oh, just by January 2010. Gosnell is thought to have distributed more than 500,000 oxycodone pills, more than 400,000 alprazolam. That's, uh, how do you say it? It's Xanax, right? Uh, alprazolam? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Containing... Uh, and containing pill, um, sorry, and then more than nineteen thousand ounces of codeine. So, so how come? Okay, so I know why he's charged. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, why don't you? Why don't people go out to pharmaceutical companies? That's a lot of shit. Yeah, especially for somebody that don't have the shit that they're supposed to have. Yeah, and for, and for doing it for so long. Even like, if you, well, I mean, if, if we explain that. It's yeah, like, 
Well, I mean, it's 2019 to this day. But the pharmaceutical companies have got to be stoked yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. So, like, well, you they're know the what? ones who make the laws. When I go to the doctor's office, yeah. now, I get, I since I get a controlled substance, I get Adderall. Yeah. And I also get, uh, I'm on testosterone replacement therapy now. Yeah. I get drug tested. Okay? So, I get drug tested, and if I get drug tested and it pops up, I cannot have that shit anymore. Right. So that's funny too, because I wonder if like, because I get Adderall and I have to go like every six months for a checkup. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't have to take a drug test. Well, that's because I have a history of drug addiction. So yeah. that's oh, so that's, that's like it. in your file. Yeah, it's yeah, in my I, file. I, I, but but I mean, like there, there's, but when I'm in there, every time I go to the doctor, every single I go in biweekly to go get a shot, and then I go in every three months for an appointment. There is at least three or four pharmaceutical reps in there selling some shit. Yeah. Yeah. So at what at what point do you go, okay, they're pharmaceutical reps. Do they not ask for the license? Do they not go, hey, here's this, here's that? They should be put in trial too, but they 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 also fund both sides of the political spectrum. I mean, that's proven. They do that. There's there's uh Yo, yeah, dude. I mean I mean that's anyone anyone who's making serious money does that. I mean like the fucking Koch brothers. Yeah. Like those guys don't have like they get blamed for like all this right wing shit, George Soros, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. type of person. Like none of them have what they have an allegiance to is money. None of them Period. are like none of them are in bed with ideas. You it, take away the money from those type of motherfuckers, all these rich motherfuckers, and throw them in the street and see how the fuck they do. That's what I think you ought to do. Yeah, and really worse than that. I mean, to me, they're just as bad as child molesters. You know, who well, I mean, ways. they definitely like. <sighs> That's extreme, but, I, but I they are. But they, I mean, they are like people that have enough money to like socially control lives based on finances. I mean, they they definitely like allow the circumstances to thrive that those type of crimes occur in. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a fucking sick world. Like, it's an easy solution, and then people, it's like, no, it's not easy. It's so complicated. It's really not, man. Like. I don't have the fucking solution other than, like, we live in a country, the rich, like, you heard all this shit before, the fucking, the richest 1% of the population controls all the fiscal responsibility of the country. Meanwhile, the other 99% live with no money, and they just continue to fuck each other in the ass night in and night out. But, I mean, really... It's fucking true. Like, it's not like. But every, I think even Bernie Sanders is part of that. Oh you know? yeah, for sure. I'm not a big upping Bernie by any means. I fuck Bernie Sanders. But yeah, what, yeah. what I'm saying is like, <laughs> just the overhaul. Like we so representative government, we have that from a time where people lived spaced out so far, they had no way to have their voice heard. Mm-hmm. So if the if the city nearest you, and eighteen hundred is a uh, hundred miles away and the motherfucking car hasn't been invented yet. Mm-hmm. And you want the lawmakers to hear your voice and they want to hear your voice in earnest at that time. What they figured the best way to do that was, is take people that they trusted, have them go to you as your employee and find out like, okay, here's 10 farms that are growing this crop here. What's going right. What's going wrong. What do they need from us? 
that's where a representative government came from. You had representatives that would be the go-between between the elected government mm-hmm. that people elected, and the reason that they elected the people to do the job is because they're the people of the area. They only represented specific, like, that's where the districts came from. Yeah. So if, if it's only 10 of us living in a 200-square-mile in a area, and that's a district, one of those 10 people needs to represent us. If you're that person, you have your normal life in addition to reporting to the government. Like, that's why that was yeah. invented. But now... But, but here's my thing is, like, if you're a doctor and you've got a rep coming in, and they going, just just so you know you're going like way off. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm under, I'll circle it back in. So I'm able to sell you a pill. You get it. I but everybody needs it. So I, if you have blood pressure issues, I don't go. Hey, you need to be on this diet to lower your blood pressure. You need to be on this pill. Those people that make that pill are the ones that pay off the politicians. And so that's where that's all fucked up. Is it doesn't matter what what. It, where, what delegation you're in or whatever the fuck. It does not matter, man, because those people pay off both sides and they speak on behalf of those people now. Right. That's where we're at. Yeah, I mean, and that's law. And, yeah, that is – you're right. I'm sorry for saying you're going somewhere else. No, you're, you're totally right. Um, and, that, like, but the reason that that's even allowed to exist, like, what we could do away with immediately to just end all that shit. I mean, obviously, like, kick the fucking lobbyists out of everything. But to even, like, cut off before that is that we have zero need for a representative government anymore at all. No, Did, man. Like, do you know anybody that doesn't have a fucking smartphone? No. Okay. And if they don't have a smartphone. Well, no, I say that. That's okay, not true. But you could give a motherfucker a smartphone for free yeah. now. I mean, if yeah. you like, the most impoverished people. Like, yeah, I've got a fucking smartphone, and I'm yeah. poor as fuck. Well, it doesn't matter. I know homeless motherfuckers. Well, that's smartphone. what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, like, I'm saying, like, even if you have the most destitute, you can go to Walmart and get yourself connected to the fucking internet for 30 bucks. Yeah. Right now. So, like, the government could definitely provide that to everybody for way cheaper than any other fucking service that they have. And not that they should, but the point I'm trying to make is, like, you do your fucking banking online, you do everything online. The internet knows every fucking thing about you. So why could, if if you wanted to have, like, a true democracy, why could people just not vote? Yeah, Like, okay, there's a... I agree. We don't need anybody in between, like, okay... Here's a problem we want solved. Like, we don't need anyone to fucking vote for it on our behalf anymore. We don't yeah. need that anymore. That's, that's, that's extinct. And so, you know, that's one way to cut it off right there. I mean, we, don't, we honestly don't fucking need government at all anymore. Like, we're no, we don't, man. Here's my thing is if you, if you write a law into action and you make everybody else live by it, but you don't have to, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a fucking problem. Yeah, and then all this shit we're saying again, like, so the, what Gosnell's lawyer stated is that the government was lynching Gosnell. This, the, his prosecution in front of a fucking grand jury to try to get this guy out of trouble. Again, this could not have happened if the financial conditions of this country were not like this, because this is fucking horseshit. So this is a targeted, elitist, and racist prosecution of a doctor who's done nothing but give back to the poor and the people of West Philadelphia. That didn't hold up to the investigation that came to a conclusion that none of the 22 clinics in Philadelphia had been evaluated in 15 years. That's a failing on every level. I mean, not only, like, that, like all, the, all that the guy did is he ran a scam based off of him, this fake good image. I mean, he's in prison for life. Yeah. That's where he's at. He didn't fucking win, uh, you know, but that doesn't take back anything that happened. It doesn't fix any problems. It didn't help us today to be able to fucking avoid this again. 
It's just where, where you give people that have that deep of a desire to make money the ability to do so, it's a failure. I mean, this is kind of where the Fresh Prince really yeah. helped us out. Yeah, I was trying to skirt away from that West Philadelphia shit, but that's true. Yeah, he was just fucking... Was he was born, they cut his fucking spine, and just gave him, like, extra powers to rap good. Yeah. That's why he doesn't cuss. They cut out the cussing part of his spine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's really what it's like whenever you're a fucking, uh, what's the religion he's in? I don't know. No, no, no. a Scientologist? It's, yeah, he's a Scientologist, man. Oh, that's They crazy. just cut your spine, man. If you live through it, man, you can just fucking get the powers. Yeah, right. And you can pay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, again, Andy picked this shit. This is a great topic. And it, it ended up being, like, very fucking valuable for the what happened this week. And, uh, yeah, I wish I had answers. Like, I, I've been in a fucking, I mean, like I said, I got the fuck, basically the worst news of my fucking life so far. And then I've been in, like, just a hole already because I've been fucking broke <laughs> for so long. And there's just, like, having kids and, like, feeling the effects of it the last, like, year. It's just been a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So I, like, really relate. I mean, I don't relate to the people it directly happened to. But uh, if I relate and I'm empathetic and I, I fucking want this shit to change, man. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it's like a cliche and just a fucking gross overstatement to say, like, the fucking words shouldn't be determined by money. No. It's just ridiculous, dude. No, like, man. People have shit to offer. And, yeah, I mean, there's complete pieces of shit that are never going to contribute anything. But they're going to fucking do it anyway. It doesn't matter. Like, I I work essentially, like, four fucking jobs. Yeah. And just, like, just feel like shit all the time. Yeah. And like, because I'm not, like, nothing ever accumulates. And it's like... That's normal. That's what normal is. Normal yeah. is not doing nothing. People want to produce. Like, people have a drive inside of them. And it's, how did, how fuck did we allow ourselves to be heard like this? It's especially when we have examples like this that are a direct result of that. Yep. I mean. When you look at a job, the number one thing, well, like, when people are starting to, when they stop doing their job. Is because they feel like they're not important anymore. Sure. They don't feel like they're important. Right. So then they start cutting corners. They yeah. start doing. That's that's why you get about four hours worth of work out of somebody in the yeah. eight hour day. Because they're doing a dumb fucking job that doesn't matter. You know, yeah, it's, it's true, man. I mean, that's that's it, man. You just feel lifeless. It's, yeah. it's to pay the bills. Like, that's what your sole purpose is in life is to pay yeah. the bills. And it's like, if, if we're smart and we get ahead of it, like, all these fucking meaningless jobs, and like, they were just like. So many fucking jobs just made up that could easily be done by a computer. Yeah. Just to like, it's not like the corporations have a soft spot for you. So they make money off of you. Yeah. So they pay you bullshit. Like, no, nobody working for a corporation is getting a good deal right now. No, no one. man. Period. Period. I mean, th- th- like, all these people do is know how to make money and not pay any money back. So... And, and uh, I mean, I, I I do not like politics myself, but the whole thing about, about should, the, 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 uh, not to not to take away from what you're about to say, but this yeah. should shouldn't be a fun political issue. It should be life. This is life. We're alive. Yeah. Like people have a drive. People have wants. People have needs. There's no way to stop that from happening. Yeah. And so knowing that, it's like we've learned so much in the last 20 years with the fucking internet. Yeah. It's so easy to peer behind, like, before now, before the, this age, you didn't know. You didn't know about this shit. But think about this, man, is, like, you, you've you got a, a pretty good job for Arkansas. I mean, like, you know, 
And on the and I'm not even I'm not even complaining, but on the low end of the spectrum, like my job my job is a higher end paying job and I'm the only person that does it. Yeah. But the funding has been cut for child for youth in general since yeah. Trump and I'm not saying Trump is the issue which no, I don't I really don't care. Do. Yeah. But they've all that that and teaching it anything to do with kids has always been a low paying job. Yeah, it's crazy. Unless you're an abortion doctor. Yeah. So well, you need to take we we have to take care of the people that are trying to help other people. Yeah. You need to take care of people in general. We're all here on this piece of shit earth going through some shitty stuff. And does money make it easier? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Because everybody believes in it. Sure. So, all I ask from this is that, yes, this guy was a piece of shit. He sucked. Feel sorry for the women that had to go through this. This was fucking terrible. Yeah. And, and we deal with death metal here, you know? Yeah. And death metal is not necessarily the most politically correct form of shit. Yeah. I I picked a song that's probably not the most politically thing, but it has to do with this subject matter. Yeah, what is it? Devourment, Baby Killer. Oh, great. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) God damn, dude. Uh, Yeah, well, whichever one of you fucking freaks out there, I just want to throw it all away and start a commune. Get a hold of me. I mean, that's really the the answer. And, like, you'd be persecuted so much. Like, Like, those, like, I've seen so much shit about how people that, I mean, it started a long time ago, but, like, today, you try to, like, drop out and skirt government supervision, like, people that will just be like, okay, well, I found out how to be completely self-sufficient. Like, I make everything I need, I hunt everything I need, I fish everything I need, I own my land, I get my own water, I have solar power, I earned it, I paid taxes when I was earning it. Like, yeah. Good luck trying to do that and then just not paying taxes anymore. You don't make any money. No money no. comes in. Zero dollars. Oh, man. You still have to file and shit. Like, they, like it's illegal to do that. It's insane. And But, I mean, that's the answer. Is like, to me, and I don't know if I don't, I don't know if the correct term is, like, anarchy. I don't fucking know. Uh, but the bottom line is, like, you know, we should be a community-driven, like, all the, all the segregation between people is completely fictional. It always has been. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, if you see a person that just got hit by a car, all that shit goes out the window. Yeah, like dude. Like, if you, if you fucking absolutely hate gay people and you're walking along, you see somebody that you – or, better example, you absolutely hate Asian people to make up for the last episode. You see get hit by a car. You know you hate Asian people in your mind. You see it happen. Your body's just going to make you go over there and help. And if you don't, most of the time, if you don't, then we, now we know you're a piece of shit. Like yeah, you're the, something you're, wrong. You're, yeah, there's just something wrong with you. But it's like we're born, like we're naturally empathetic. I mean, society makes us not exactly. that way. It's all it's all a fucking man made construct. Like divides between everything. And I'm not a fucking hippie dippy type of motherfucker either. I don't like anybody. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying. Like, I, but even even from my perspective. Like, you can see so many times throughout history where there's just been, like, these divisions. Anywhere there can be a division created is a place to profit. So yeah. I'm not telling you fucking get along with everybody because, like, as a pro- as a result of, like, what we live in. But I, I fucking hate – it's like it, there was a good part in The Matrix where uh, Morpheus is, like, walking Neo through The Matrix when they first get in there. And, and Morpheus is like, so our mission is to, is to free these people, to wake them up 
and we'll be people again. We won't live in the simulation. Yeah. We'll get back to, like, reality. It's like, but until that time, everyone's your enemy. Yeah. Until we wake them up, it's your enemy. And I'm not saying that. It's just like that quote resonated with me because uh, I'm empathetic and I want better for everybody. But I also don't want to talk to somebody at the gas station. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, it's a fucking but But in the same return, they don't want to talk to you either. No. They don't want that job. I don't mean I don't mean the employee. Yeah, I mean like yeah, I don't yeah. like even getting gas and then be like, "Hey, sick tattoos, brother." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Uh, but yeah, man, like that's all. I, like, so fucking depressed fest. But I'm a man. Feel like we had some fucking something important to say, and uh, like I didn't even I didn't even think about like equating this topic to poverty prior to now. Yeah, it just is like what I've fucking been going through, and then like the like. Uh, something I meant to say a while ago but forgot to is like listening to these politicians a lot of them it is basically because Andrew Yang put it out there and it's so popular are having to like look at that and talk about universal basic income which uh, you know regular disclaimer before grilling me on this shit I'm, I'm, I don't fucking know <laughs> right from wrong yeah but it seems to me like you automate all the jobs that people don't need to do and then you give people the amount of money, like a thousand bucks, ain't gonna do it. No, I, but I think it's like I think it's a movement towards just not having money in general because you'll just begin to see that like it's not the currency that drives people. Like once you can prove that, and that's what they that's what the establishment absolutely can't have happen. Because I, I, everybody needs to watch the documentary Freeloader. It, it's about uh, people hopping trains and doing that shit. But there's one particular moment in that that movie that uh, the kid gets a job for a little bit. For about a week and a half, and he makes 160 bucks, and he's stoked. Yeah, because he hasn't had to do anything. Yeah, except for like jump on a train, act like he's homeless. Yeah, and then get some food here and there. Somebody might give him some change to get some beer, and then he jumps on the next train. Yeah, and then he's talking about, man, I I live the best life I can. I can't do this forever because one day I'm gonna be old. Yeah. And because I'm going to be old, I'm going to eventually have to go to a doctor. Yeah. So then I'm eventually going to have to get Social Security. Yeah. You know? But but that's because of the system we're in. Right. And I think the way around that, and this is the last thing I want to say, because I've been, you know, I could be wrong. This could be interesting, but I feel like I'm beating fucking ears up. No. Nah, it's not our normal topics. Uh, but, so, you know, don't fucking stop listening to us just because of one fucking while. I'm, I'm, you know, please. Because this nah, might, man. if this shit's stupid to you, I understand. But, uh, you know, I think that universal basic income is like the road to not having money because I think what will happen because everyone's fear is that, like, you give money to people, they're not going to do anything, so nothing's going to get done. Yeah. Oh, I think the opposite of that. I think, I think that the majority of people have a hobby, have a passion that enriches society. Yeah. Or if they don't, they have the propensity to find that thing. And if they don't... If you're just a, like, I have no interest person, then you, you can just help us grow our vegetables and shit. Yeah. Like, I would, if I was being liberal, I would bet that one out of ten people, one out of a hundred people would just flat out refuse to do anything. Yeah. I would guess. And so 99 out of a hundred people are going to do something productive. Again, it's like, you're smart enough you're able to absorb enough information and you're interested enough in the human body and you have enough compassion that you want to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
and we don't have currency anymore. So your motivation is now humanity. And then on top of that, like if it starts with universal basic income, that's like why it's a gradual process. Because what universal basic income does is like you still have the ability to earn more money because you're doing a more challenging profession. You still get paid accordingly. It's just that the people who are not doing that get enough money to live from. We're not yeah. getting Porsche money, you know? Well, it's, a, it's just eliminating the brackets of fucking wealth and poverty. Yeah, but, what, but I think what will happen is just like the countries that this happens in are always like the top, like Finland's the happiest fucking country in the world. And like I've, I saw some dumb thing on Vice, which was just fucking absolutely absurd. The people they were talking to, that they're not happy at all. But it's because like the weather, like it's always dark and cold and shit. Yeah. Uh, and that might be true, but it's like. You just have, like, everyone has a drive. Everyone wants to fulfill certain things to feel good. And it's it's just, like, some things, it's, like, the thing for me, like, my, my fulfillment lies in, like, doing this. Uh, I don't know why this is the thing that I excel at. I wish it wasn't. I wish I had something that was, like, way more viable. But it, at the same time, because it's this and it's hard to make money doing this shit, like, it, the, the people that do listen to this, I mean, it sucks to say because, like, I I have ego problems. Like, and I'm, like, so afraid of having a big ego that I, like, will never accept that I've done things right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, we, we were, had to face, like, we're enriching lives in a way, you know? Yeah, we but, are, But man. that's how every, that's how everything is. And it's so hard to sit down and think about, especially if you're rich and you're the person making the laws. Like, you see a beautiful piece of art, you stop and you look at it. And you think about it, like that's enriching your life. Not but, only that, not even making the laws, but also creating the jobs. Yeah. You're creating the jobs, and you pay people a shitty wage, yeah. so they they just make it barely. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, You're I, a piece of shit. I period. watch this crazy shit, and I, I'm I'm really trying to wrap up. Um, I watch this crazy shit on YouTube, right? So Amazon right now they're doing this thing that a lot of people are like, "This is the best thing ever." Which is just your class. It's just like this. It's like oh, you. It makes it seem like you're doing something good for the community, or you're doing the opposite. So like they've. Amazon has had trouble the last few years. Not enough trouble to, like, cut into profit at all. But it's, like, one of the worst jobs ever. So they pay shit. And then not only is it a warehouse job, but you're under such a tight schedule that if you have to go to the bathroom, you have to run. And if you don't if you don't get to the bathroom and back in, like, your allotment of time, you can get fired on the spot. And, like, you sign that to take the job. But it's they're always in areas, and they're hiring people that can't get jobs at other places. So... They have to take this job, and this is the, what they're involved in now, and which is exactly how, like, China put people up to slave labor. Yeah. It's like they'd use a class system. So you're born poor, and so you're in a sweatshop, and they're putting the suicide net outside because this is all you're ever going to know. It's only going to be bad for forever. You try to jump out of a window, you're going to get caught by this net. You're going to make our iPhones and shit. I mean, Amazon's basically doing the same thing, and then to, like, ease the burden – they're doing the shit where that like they're they're gonna start doing their own shipping, and so the people they're gonna ship for them it's not gonna be like Amazon it's gonna be private companies. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they're, it costs ten thousand dollars to become like a franchise to ship packages, and just just to pay that to get the rights to lease the equipment from them, which is basically a van. So they're doing this f- fucking free gift where they're wavering for workers that qualify the $10,000 and will allow them to lease the van from them. So you're not an employee of Amazon anymore. 
but you're still working for Amazon on your own terms, it's your own business, but that's the only thing you do. Yeah. And you have to adhere to, like, just like any franchise. Like, you can't go into Burger King and they're like, oh, we don't sell Whoppers at this one. We, we cook our own burgers this way. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So you're still, I mean, you're still fucking working for them. It's just a fucking, like. But you got motherfuckers like us that's going to be making Whoppers in the back for our friends <laughs> yeah, 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 for yeah, free. Yeah, yeah, We're not yeah, going to yeah, charge yeah, yeah. you for it. Yeah, that's how you get them back. But, it, but anyway, on, on this train of thought, like, like all Amazon would have to do, someone did the math on YouTube, which is YouTube, but it had a ton of views and they're, like, well-reputed, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel like it's right. They did the math, and uh, all the, like, just took, like, away all these extra things that Amazon, like, if you took the average Amazon employee, which is currently one of the hardest and most stressful jobs in that income bracket, it's a very hard job. And so if they turned it around and just took that very hard job and compensated fairly for it and paid people a good wage, like $5,000 a week, which is, you know, way more than me and you make. Yeah. Uh, But if they did that, they would still, they would lose, like, an unnoticeable margin of profit. I yeah. don't want to fuck the numbers up, but, like, he did the math, and I looked at it, and, like, he was explained, like, this is what, like, this money, when you pay it to your employees, it counts as, like, a hit to your business, so, you like, you don't pay tax on it the same way. Like, broke the whole thing down. The same number of employees paying $5,000 a week. Essentially, this guy who's making more money than anyone ever would have the same amount of money. Yeah. Well, they also made a documentary called McLiable about McDonald's. Yeah. And, you know, everybody talks shit about fast food workers, but those motherfuckers work hard, dude. Yeah, they were dude, they fucking it's run. Fucking job, dude. I mean, like they're constantly running back and forth yeah. to make sure that the order's right. And yeah. when I say running, I don't mean that in a yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to blow out a proportion. That's real. Yeah, like, I've seen it. They're going, sure. you know, they're so hustling. it's a fast paced shit. Yeah, man. And they're just do I mean, it's crazy. We just live in a fucked up world. And what happens is those people work their ass off, they're tired. Yeah. And somebody comes over and is like, Let me serve you up a big, nice helping to dish. <laughs> yeah. And you get that yeah. shit, and then you get pregnant, and yeah. then you can't afford it. Yeah. You can't afford a kid yeah and then you're already struggling to afford an abortion yeah but the the payment of fucking having a kid the rest of your life is way worse on you financially and it fucks up everything yeah then that's where we're at that's really where we're at yeah well well this has been our most depressing episode ever so let's make some fucking changes get some solutions (laughs) yeah hopefully someone listening has got the fucking answer so yeah thanks for listening uh Thanks to fucking patrons. I'm, I suck. You know, thanks to everybody that's been for us to help us out with shit. Uh, Seth and Brian for letting us come over and record in, in our town where you don't have to fucking drive and shit. Um, follow us on social media. Yeah. Fucking subscribe to our YouTube. You can buy our shirts if you want to have someone reliable ship them to you. You just go to warlordclothing.com backslash death metal dicks. You Buy for cheap, they'll mail it right to you. And you can get tank tops, you can get yeah. t-shirts, you can get long sleeves, you can get girls, girl tank tops, you can get all yeah. kinds of shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, just thanks everybody for listening. All, this is also our fucking hundredth episode. <laughs> it is. So uh, yeah, we really played that one up. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for hundred episodes, buddy. Yeah, man. Thank you. Hell yeah. See you next week. Later.